Morning, everyone. This month, uh, as we've heard, we've, Junior Church has been looking at what it means to be kind and what it means to show kindness, even to those who don't deserve it, and, and that's really hard. And, and here's what they've been learning. We've already said it, so let's say it again after two. One, two. Kindness is showing others they are valuable by how you treat them. Well, this morning, because we're all together, I get to tell the Bible story to the kids and to everybody. And it's a story about a man called Joseph who showed kindness, see if you can pick up from the clues earlier, who showed kindness to a man called Saul, even though lots of people didn't think Saul deserved it. And we read their story in the New Testament book of Acts. Now, Joseph had a nickname. In fact, most people know him better by his nickname than his real name. Does anyone here have a nickname? Stick your hand in the... I'm not going to ask you to tell us what it is, okay? So don't... So has anyone here got a nickname? Okay, a few people. Are there any adults... Put your hands down. Are there any adults here who had a nickname at school that they're willing to tell us? Okay? So come on, somebody be brave. If you had a nickname at school, adults, put your hand in the air. John, brilliant. Glad there was one. John, what was your nickname? Cornflakes. Right? Now I'm not going to ask John why, okay? But see, once the service is over, I want everybody to go and ask him. Terry. Terry, Terry put his hand up. Terry, what was your nickname? Pardon? Oh, yeah, no, please. I, I know you've had counselling for it, but just say it anyway. Stinky. Now, that one is maybe not so hard to guess why he was given that, you see. So, but if you want to know the whole story, anybody else going to tell us their nickname they had when they were at school? Nobody's, nobody's brave enough. Well, nicknames themselves can be kind or cannot be so kind. Joseph his nickname was actually a really good one. Now, whenever I was at school, I, I had a nickname. It wasn't a very original one, but I did have a nickname. And in fact, there are still some people today, and it's the only name they know me by. We had a, a 30-year school reunion about a month, six weeks ago down at Cutter's Wharf. And for the guys that turned up, this is the only name they remember me by. Okay? Does anyone know what my nickname was? And as I say, it's not very original. It's not very what my nickname was at school? Dee Dee. Yeah. That, I know. Come on. Respond in some way, will you? <laughs> By the way, for those who are wondering, my name is David Dunlop. I say it wasn't very original, but that was, my, that was my nickname at school. Now, here's the question. Does anyone know Joseph's nickname? Okay. What was Joseph's nickname in Acts? Barnabas. Brilliant. And as I say, I guarantee, how many people would know Barnabas' nickname better than his real name? Put your hand in there if you're honest. See, lots of people. Isn't that interesting? Why was Joseph given the nickname Barnabas? What does Barnabas mean? Does anyone know? Being kind. Yeah, it means he's a son of encouragement. You see, Joseph was a kind man who encouraged others, and therefore he picked up this nickname, Barnabas. Well, here's the story. You need to listen to this really carefully. 
because there's lots to it. So in Acts chapter 9, Barnabas is in a big city called Jerusalem, where along with some of his friends, he's going about telling lots of people about Jesus, all the great things Jesus did and all the great things Jesus said, because Barnabas was a follower of Jesus. But one day, this person called Saul arrived in Jerusalem and said he wanted to join Barnabas' friends telling everyone about Jesus. But this was a massive problem because Barnabas and all his friends were really scared of Saul. Like, I mean, terrified of him. They were very nervous of him. They didn't believe that he really wanted to join in with them. And here's why. Saul hated Christians. Everyone knew that. In fact, it went further than that. He didn't just hate them. He wanted to see them dead. And in Acts chapter 7, whenever there's this man called Stephen being killed for being a Christian, Saul is holding the coats of those who are killing Stephen. So you can understand why Barnabas and his friends are not too happy about Saul wanting to join their team. But we need to rewind the story a bit. You see, a short time before Saul arrived on Jerusalem, he had been on a mission. A kind of secret mission to arrest Christians in a place called Damascus. He was working with a bunch of pretty twisted religious leaders who didn't want the message of Jesus to get out. And so they hired Saul as their hitman. But something very dramatic happened to Saul on his journey to Damascus. As he was traveling along the road, a bright, blinding light, a bit like a huge one of these spotlights, shone down from heaven and blinded him. And Saul fell to the ground as you would. And as he was lying on the ground, he heard a voice. And it turned out to be the voice of Jesus. And this is what Jesus said to him. Saul, Saul, why are you opposing me? I am Jesus. I am the one you're opposing. Now get up, go into Damascus. And there you will be told what you must do. It's amazing. And so Saul does what Jesus says, and he gets up, but he's got a problem. Because of the huge spotlight that shone on him, he can't see. And so he needs someone to lead him into Damascus, and somebody does that. And he can't see for three days, and he doesn't eat for three days. And he doesn't drink for three days. But during his time, someone comes to see him called Ananias. Someone who had been sent by God to heal Saul. And so Ananias places his hand on Saul and Saul can see again. And the darkness disappears. Saul gets baptized. He starts to eat. He starts to drink. And then he starts to tell people about Jesus. Saul starts preaching. Now remember, a week earlier, 
he had been on his way to arrest and probably kill people who were doing exactly what he was now doing. Now, as you can imagine, the people who had hired him to be their hitman, they were very angry. And so they waited at the city gate for Saul to come out because they were going to do him in. They were going to get rid of him. But some of Saul's new friends heard about this and lowered him down in a huge basket through an opening in one of the city walls. And whenever the basket hit the ground, Saul jumped out of the basket and headed for Jerusalem. So, when Saul arrived, let's go back to our story where we left it. So when Saul arrives in Jerusalem, Barnabas' friends thought he was coming to get them, to arrest them, to kill them. They had heard about Saul's reputation. But here's the really important bit. Somehow, we're not quite sure how, somehow Barnabas had heard about Saul's encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road. And although he didn't know for absolute certainty that Saul was a changed man, he decided to be kind to Saul. He decided to trust him. He decided to welcome him. Plus, Barnabas got all his friends together and he convinced and he encouraged all of his friends to be kind to Saul and to accept him. And to welcome him. And therefore, in Jerusalem, Saul found friendship and acceptance. Mainly because, or really all because of Barnabas' kindness. And as a result, Saul was able to travel all through the known world at that time. Telling people about Jesus. Planting churches. He then had his name changed. Does anyone know what Saul's name was changed to? Yeah, Paul. And he wrote lots of letters that we now have in our Bibles. But if Barnabas hadn't been kind to him, if Barnabas hadn't spoken up for him, if Barnabas hadn't been his friend, who knows what might have happened to that story, to our story, which takes us to our memory verse the junior church has been learning. Matthew or Luke six thirty one. Do to others as you want them to do to you. You see, Barnabas and eventually his friends treated Saul the way they would have liked Saul to have treated them. And we all want people to be kindness. None of us like it when people are nasty or when they're mean or when they're unfriendly to us. And so here's the bottom line this morning. And this, this is really challenging. Not, not just for the kids. But actually this is really, really challenging for all of us. Be kind to people who aren't kind to you. Be kind to people who aren't kind to you. Let's say that together. After two, one, two. Be kind to people who aren't kind to you. You have listened so well.